Hello and welcome to the Preached Word Radio Show, a ministry of Community Baptist Church of Fontana, California, where Dr. Dwight Cooper is senior pastor. This program features God's Word preached during our Sunday morning services. Community Baptist Church features preaching and teaching that is geared towards spiritual transformation and daily application of the Word of God in your life. We would love it if God speaks to you through our ministry, and it is our hope that you take a moment to visit our website at www.cbcfontana.org. Listen and be transformed. And they gave a survey to all these people, and there's people who said they were the most happiest were the people who gave their money to other people and gave to charitable organizations. And for us, that's, that kind of makes sense because that's a principle of God. God gives us, and we're stewards of what God has given us, but God blesses us as we bless other people. And, and so when we talk about money, you, you, the many people and even church folk when they hear the preacher or, or the pastor is going to talk about money they begin to tune out they, they they either get a little annoyed and they say to themselves i give my tithes what more does he want or, or some people fall into the defensive camp and they begin to rationalize with themselves and, and they begin to rationalize and, and 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 say this is why i give what i give to god now i, I know this coming in but Jesus talked about giving and, and money more than any subject in the Bible. So if Jesus talked about it, it has to be important for us today. You see, I believe that he talked about money so much, not because God wants to get your money from you. Because the Bible says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So it's not about him getting money. But Jesus knows that if your heart isn't right towards your money, then your money becomes a slave. You become a slave to your money. You see, he, he knows, Jesus knows that your relationship with money is oftentimes, it, when, when you're in your relationship is not right, it becomes your God. You, you begin to put faith in money and you will do for the pursuit of money things that will lead you down the road of destruction and despair. And so this morning, I, I just want to take a few moments to talk about not just money, but your heart towards your money. Now, now again, Matthew reminds us in chapter 6, verse 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, this, this verse tells us this morning that uh, giving is not about completing a monthly or weekly obligation of tithing to God, but a reflection of your love for God. You see, before we really get into this particular sermon this morning, I want us to reflect on a few questions. The first question I want us to reflect on this morning is, does your spending habits reflect your love towards God? If not, why not? Do, do, do you have more faith? Faith in your bank account than God? If so, why? You, you see, if the truth be told, many people act as if money has the power to give or to bring them happiness or, or peace of mind or, or meaning in life. But we all know that money can't buy your health back. When you're down and out sick in your bed, you know money can't get you well again. But the Bible says that Jesus uh, gave sight to the blind. He, 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 he let the cripple walk. You see, it is the relationship with Jesus. 
Jesus that can heal you when you're down and out. It's not your money, but it is Jesus, the very Christ, the God who's able to speak and you are able to be well again. You see, some people believe that money can buy them peace of mind, but we all know that there's people all around us, rich and poor, who are, are so distracted by the things of this world. They're so anxious and they're so nervous because you see, it's not the money. It's a relationship with Jesus, the very Christ. It's a relationship that will give you peace beyond understanding. It's your relationship. When you know that you have a relationship with God in heaven, that one day you will spend your life, your eternal life with God, where there's no more sickness, there's no more dying, there's no more death, there's no more pain. When you understand that when you have a relationship with Jesus, the very Christ, that there is no thing that God can't do for your life. When you, when the Bible says all things work together for them who love the Lord, that that will give you peace that's beyond understanding. You, you see that there are some people that believe that money can give them meaning in life, but we all know that it is not the money that gives you a kind of meaning in life, but the only real meaning in life is if you live out God's purpose and plan for your life. You, you see, that's the only thing your relationship with Jesus Christ will give you meaning in life and give you a desire to wake up in the morning. You, you, you see, I, I know I'm not going to get a lot of amens this morning, but I'm going to do what God has commanded me to do. Well, what, what I'm about to say probably will seem unwise for a pastor to say to a growing church who, who's trying to establish itself again. But the scripture says, and, and I'm as a man of God is commanded to do what the scripture commands me to do. And what I'm about to say may not make much sense to some, but it's what the Bible says. And it's not God's complicated. It is very simple. Tithing should not be your goal in giving to the church. Now, 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 you, 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 it's risky you're saying for that because there, there might be some people here that here it says no tithe, and then they shut off there and they say they'll go home and say the pastor says I don't have to tithe anymore. Well, if you look at the scripture, we, we'll see what the scripture says. But and you, you might be thinking to yourself, well, why is he not preaching tithing? Well, why, why is he not preaching uh, that everybody should give? 10% of what God has given to them. Well, it's simple because that's not the new New Testament standard of giving. You, you see, if, if the truth was told, if I just taught you just to tie the tenth of your uh, of your income to the church, the, and if everybody who came on a regular basis would just give ten percent, our offering probably would double, even triple. But that's not what the Bible teaches us to do. You see, the answer I believe is that tithing is not a New Testament standard of giving. Perhaps. Because it reflects your heart. True giving reflects your love for God. It's not an obligation, but it, it reflects your love for God. You, you, you see, you can fake a lot of things in life. You can fake that you like stuff. You can fake that you come to church for a purpose, but you can't fake your giving. You, 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 you might get mad at what I'm about to say, but I'm going to give it to you straight this morning. If you're giving with a tithing mentality, if, if you are giving with the mentality that, that I give when I can or what I can, if, if you're giving with that type of mentality to God's work, in most cases, it reflects a loose 
lukewarmness towards God. You see, I've discovered that God's word teaches us that we should not tithe because God wants us to give generously and tithing is the bare minimum standard. What I'm saying is that God does not want you to give out of obligation, but out of love for him. You see, it's the difference of you giving your children only five white shirts and a three pairs of pants to wear. You see, that that, that meets the, the, the requirement of the law that you take care of your kids. But if, if you have kids and you go to a high-end mall and you have the money and you, you go to high-end stores and buy them the name brand things, you see, there's a difference between you just meeting your obligation and giving out of the abundance of your heart. You see, that's what God wants from us today. He doesn't want you to give out of the law, but he wants you to give out of the abundance of the love you you have for him. You, you, you see, our, our God is a generous God. He, he's a giving God. You see, God so loved the world that he gave his perfect gift, Jesus the very Christ. You see, Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, that for you know that grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor, that through his poverty we might become rich. You see, as God's people, we are to have Jesus as our example. And when we have Jesus as our example, we have to give the way God wants us to give. You see, the Bible teaches us that 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 who so that God supplied us with so much that as we reflect on what God has given us, we need to give some of that back to Him. You, you, you see, that's what generous giving is all about. And, and you might be saying, well, well what, what does it mean to give by grace, give generously to God? If, if it's not 10%, then how much do we give? How, how, how do we give in the church? And that brings us to our first point. Uh, again, Matthew uh, reminds us that, you know, where your treasure is, yeah. there will your heart be also. And so the first point that we need to discuss today is that our giving should be from the heart and not from obligation. Yeah. You see, tithing is not a is not an, uh, a New Testament standard of giving. You see, many churches promote what they called storehouse tithing based on Malachi 3.10. And if you've been around the church any extent amount of time, you, you know what that verse says. That, that it, it teaches that God tells Israel to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. They, the, the, some preachers teach that the local church is a storehouse and the tithe belongs to God and his blessings is conditional upon faithfulness in their tithing. You see, some pastors even teach that if you're not tithing, you are sinning and you should need to go home and repent. But a proper exegesis of this text will tell us a few things about what Malachi 3.10 is telling us this morning. The first thing we need to notice is that in Malachi, it was a conditional tithing and it was based on temple worship and temple upkeep. 
and, and if you look at the, the scripture in its proper context, what was happening was, was that God commanded the people of Israel to give a tenth to keep up the temple and to keep the poor where they needed to be. And, and, and when the temple was destroyed in 70 AD by the Romans, then the temple disappeared. So we are no longer trying to keep up the temple. So if you tie, if you put that text towards what it's really meaning, that there is no temple anymore. So, so we're, we're not commanded to do temple things. Now you, you might be saying, well, well, what about other things? Well, if you look at this scripture closely, and if you look at it in this broader context, we see that Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, he came to fulfill the law. When, when the, the, the curtain ripped in the temple, he fulfilled the law. And, and, and see, Jesus came to fulfill the law. So we're no longer bound to the law anymore. You, you see, we're not commanded to give a tenth because there is no temple to keep up. Now, you might be saying there's a church to keep up. Well, in the New Testament, they gave us a new covenant how we should give back to the church. Now, I believe that every scripture in the Bible has a principle for us today. Now, if you look at Malachi 3.10, if you draw out the principle for us today, what it's basically telling us is that if we do what God commands us to do, we will be blessed. You see, the prophet in no time was telling God commanded you to do something. And if you do it, that God will bless you beyond your measure, that you can even understand how God is going to bless you. And the good news this morning, if we do what God has commanded us to do, we will be blessed individually, we will be blessed collectively. You see, that's the principle for today, that if we do what God has commanded us to do, we will be blessed. Now, now, now let, let's look a little deeper in, in, into this thing called tithing, because I, I may not have convinced everyone here that you shouldn't tithe. You see, the first thing you need to understand about tithing is tithing was part of the law of Moses, and believers are not under the law of Moses anymore. You see, if you look in the book of Romans or Galatians or various New Testament passages, it makes it clear that Christians are not under the law of Moses. But that doesn't mean that we are lawless for if you, Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 20 to 21, James reminds us in the, the, the book of James, the first chapter verse 25 and the second chapter verse 8, that we are under the law of Christ. We are under the law of Christ. So, so, so those aspects of the Mosaic law that reflect the moral character of God is still valid under the new covenant of grace. And, and, and some of the laws are even repeated in the New Testament. But the church is nowhere commanded to give a tithe. Now, now, those who argue for tithing might point out that Abraham and, and Jacob, they both tied prior to the Mosaic law. We, we see this in Genesis chapter 14, verse 20. Th thus, tithing supersedes that they would argue the law, the Mosaic law. But after studying for a little while, and, 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 and if you look at the New Testament, which we're going to look at uh, and, and a little bit, if there was no instruction in the New Testament about that, they would have a valid point that if, if, if there was no instruction about how we should give today, then it, it would make sense that we would give a tenth. But the Bible teaches us two things when we look at these examples of Abraham and Jacob. We, we see that in Abraham's case,
case that there is no indication that he was required to tithe. We, we see, if you look closely at Genesis chapter 14, verse 20, that after a battle he, he was victorious in, that Abraham tied it tied a tenth of the spoils from the battle. There is nowhere in the text where it says it was a regular thing that he did or that God required that from him. It, it was just he, he got the spoils of war and he decided to give God a tenth. And then if you look at Jacob's case in uh, Genesis chapter 28 verses 20 to 22 that he gave in, in response to uh, um, God doing something for him. You see, the Bible teaches us that that grace is sufficient but in Jacob's case it basically says that he would follow the example of giving 10% if God would bless him and his family and, and, and because we're not under the law anymore Jacob's conditional command or setup with God doesn't apply to us you see that's a give to get equation. But, but the Bible teaches us that we are under grace and that grace is sufficient for all things. All that we have, all that we will get is because of the grace and the mercy of God. You see, tithing was required under the Mosaic law, but believers are not under that law. We also need to understand this morning that tithing was an involuntary tax to support Israel. And as we as believers, we are not under that law anymore. You see, we are under a federalist government, democratic, right? Democratic federalist system. And the government takes their tax from our income. If you go to California, you have income. They take your tax. You go to the mall. They take your tax. See, the government don't trust us. They take their tax up front. Right? Amen? And it was the same case. God commanded the people of Israel that this is how you are going to run the country. You're going to be taxed. It's going to be your tithe. Right? But we're not living under a theocracy anymore. We are living under a democracy. And so we are not instructed to tithe. But in the God we serve, he, he's able and he's willing to meet our needs wherever we are. So, see, we need to understand that sometimes when, when, when I'm talk, not talking about taxes or, or tithing, you, you guys say, well, okay. They, you get even more nervous because you said, well, what, what is he leading up to? Is he going to ask me for even more money? Yeah, that's what you, but what the New Testament teaches is the New Testament teaches that you give what God has placed on your heart. You give what God has enabled you to give. And we need to understand that tithing is not mentioned in any instruction to the church. And it would seem kind of strange that Paul was teaching primarily to a Gentile church. And they had no understanding of the Old Testament. And so why didn't Paul talk about tithing at all in the text. He might have referred to it, but oftentimes referred to it in a negative sense. And so if, if tithing was a New Testament standard, why didn't Paul teach it? For me, tithing puts the wrong emphasis upon giving. You see, tithing emphasizes our obligation to God, while our New Testament giving emphasizes our willingness, our love response towards God's grace. You see, tithe limits giving to uh, what a person will pay his dues, and he says, I I I'm all done. 
When you emphasize tithe, you said, I'm going to give this and I'm done. You, I don't, you don't require anything more from me. I'm done. But when you give under grace, when you give with the God as empowering you to put on your heart what to give, you see a need. You begin to look for that need and you want to feel it. You don't feel obligated. The church, I've already given. No. When God has placed on your heart to give, you need to give. You, you, you see... Tithing leads to a concept, a uh, false concept of stewardship. You see, if you really understand the relationship we have with God, you would understand that not only 10% of what we get is God's, but 100% of what we get is God's. And, and so we shouldn't be asking the question, how much can we keep, but how much can we give away and still live on this earth? You see, you might be asking yourself, well, if we don't tithe, then what is the standard? If it's not 10%, then how much should you give? Now let's look at verse 20 to look at what we should give and go to our next point. Verse 20 says, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. So, so th th this particular text is tailored to teach us this morning that Jesus focuses in on the heart and not the law. You, you see, oftentimes you hear my preaching, I said, you need to change your heart. You see, when your heart is changed, then your actions will change. That's why God knows that if your heart is in right, then you won't give like you're supposed to anyway. So even if God commanded all of us to give 10% and our heart's not right, we're not going to give 10% anyway. So God says your heart must change. And if you understand this within the context of this particular verse, God has said, store up your treasure in heaven. So, so you should be asking the question, how much can I store up in heaven? Not how much I can keep here on earth where the vermin or, and the moth can destroy or, or, or thieves can steal. You see, your mission and your challenge today is how much can you give God? How much money can you store in heaven? How much can you give him? You, you, you see that, that that leads us to our second point this morning. You see generous grace giving is the New Testament standard for us today. You, you see when I say grace giving a lot of people uh, unfortunately connected with hanging loose or undisciplined living but grace giving is simply grace is the unmerited favor based on Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross you see the motivating power in grace is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you you see the person under grace responds out of love and out of gratitude to God and depends upon the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to conform him to the realities of this world. What are you saying, preacher? I'm simply saying, when you are filled with the Spirit of God on the inside of you, you begin to listen to the Spirit beckoning and tell you what to give. You see, no man can tell you what to give. Even God says, I, I do not require 10% of you, but I give you all of it. And what are you going to give back to me? You, you see, that is...
is what God is calling all of us today to do what God has laid on our hearts to give. Now, 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 many people have a misconception about grace giving. Many people believe that grace is just do what you want, when you want, and how you want to do it. But grace giving is not random or irresponsible. It, it doesn't mean that you give every now and then, hit and miss when you want to. Grace giving is systematic. You see, God had a plan for our salvation. God showed his grace towards us systematically. He moved mountains. He, he changed generations. He, he put Jesus in a human form and he lived out his plan systematically to save us. And so when we talk about grace, grace is not random. Grace is not systematic grace is saying I'm going to do it the right way because I love Jesus Christ you, you see grace given is not based on feeling Re being under grace does not mean you, you live by your feeling but living under grace means that you walk by faith and obedience in response to God's word you see it takes faith to give what God has commanded you to give you, you, you might say I, I need it for this I need it for that but when God places on your heart what to give you, you might get a little nervous. God, do I really need to give that much? But you give it anyway. And you connect that to Malachi 3.10. You say, when you give what God has commanded you to give, you can't imagine the blessings that he will return to you. You see, it is about giving what God has commanded you to give. You, you, you see, grace giving is not based on you trying to give less, but it's based so you trying to give more to God, showing God your love. Now, now we talked about what grace is not and, and what grace can be, but what is grace in the context of the church? Grace giving is based on our knowledge of Jesus Christ. You see, God is our example. Aren't you glad that God did not just give 10% of what he had? You see, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave the best he had for all of us this morning. You see, the Jesus we know, he, he, he dwelt in unimaginable splendor of heaven, but he became a man to get us out of our sins. Isn't that good news that we serve a God who goes beyond 10%. Jesus gave all that he had for us. You, you, you see, grace giving is, is, is based on us looking at the nail-pierced hands of Jesus Christ. He gave himself so that we might be rescued from the wrath of God. Isn't that good news that we serve a God who loves us so much that he was willing to die so we wouldn't have to suffer the punishment of our sin that's the gospel message this morning that God so loved the world and that's the message I have for you this morning how much do you love God this morning do you love God enough to live out of faith and step out and give God what he's really putting on your heart you, you, you see when we say grace giving you get a little antsy you get a little nervous because you're not used to doing what God tells you to do you see when you do grace giving. You, you, you can't just come on Sunday and say, oh, what am I going to give to God? When you do real grace giving, you have to communicate with God. You have to listen to God. You got to pray to God and say, God, what do
do you want me to give? And when you do what God wants you to do, I can't say it enough that you will be blessed. Now, don't, don't, don't let the preacher try to manipulate you. Don't let other people, external forces, try to get you to give when you know you can't give. Thank you for listening, and we trust that you enjoyed this week's preached word from Community Baptist Church of Fontana, California, where Pastor Dwight Cooper is the senior pastor. The Preached Word radio show is made possible by its generous donations from its Community Baptist Church family and friends. If you would like to support this program, please do so by visiting our website at www.cbcfontana.org or by mailing your donation to Community Baptist Church, 15854, Sierra Lakes Parkway, Fontana, California, 92336. We thank you, and God bless you all.